Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to the Paddock and the Pavilion with me, your host, Stephen Wallace. We are now less than a month away from this year's Cheltenham Festival and joining us today is Andre Klein, the Assistant General Manager of Cheltenham Racecourse in this special year for the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Andre has been on the road and much more with the famous Cheltenham Gold Cup trophy. Hello Andre, welcome to the Paddock and the Pavilion for our first Cheltenham Festival podcast of 2024. How are you Stephen? I'm very well, thank you. It's a special year for the Cheltenham Gold Cup, Andre. It is. Look, I mean, it's a, it's the centenary year, um, so it's it's a really, really you know, fantastic opportunity for us to to do an awful lot of things to, to to promote the great history of this race, and you know, hopefully attract a, a, a fair few new fans to the sport we all love. Well, we're going to find out more about all the things you've been doing promoting the race as you sit there with uh, Dawn Run and Arkle's colours in the background. Yeah, look, I mean, one of the one of the best things has been, you know, gathering together um, an eclectic group and bits and pieces that have got some, uh, some, some historical link to the Gold Cup. And uh, a lot of those will be on display over the four days of the festival. But the two behind me, particular favourites, you know, your, 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 your listeners will know Oh, well, that that's uh, Dawn Run in the red and Arkle on the on the left, and those are on loan from us, on loan to us from Leopardstown Racecourse. But um, we've seen John Joe in the in the ones on the red recently. Um, he's just about squeezed in, but they are yeah, they're amongst many other kind of bits and pieces we've got on display. How important then is 2024 to the racecourse and to its history? Well, I mean, I think. It's, it's it's an opportunity to celebrate the race, as I mentioned before. I mean, no one no one would doubt the the, the relevance of the Gold Cup or the, the Boodles Cheltenham Gold Cup in in the racing calendar, um, and it's important to the to the fans of the sport and to the horsemen that participate in the sport. Um, and it's you know I think we're utilising the opportunity to as I mentioned, there's lots of different things we're doing, but we are using the opportunity to kind of 
to 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 reward the fans, you know, the existing racing fans, by giving them an opportunity to get alongside the Gold Cup and have photographs taken with it to 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 completely immerse themselves in the in a, in, a, in refreshing themselves the history of the sport, but also to try and attract new fans as well. So, um, which it's it's a really big important opportunity for the race course. And how did you get the job of taking the cup on the road? <laughs> I just think no one else wanted to do it. Probably, I think I think anybody knows me, Stephen knows that I I, I give a hundred and ten percent everything that I do. I'm a, I'm a, a diehard racing fan. I have been since I was a small kid. If someone had asked me when I was ten years old what I wanted to be doing, I would have answered, "Do you know something? I'd love to be working at Cheltenham Racecourse, uh, helping to promote the Gold Cup." It's always been something I wanted to do, um, and I was working as the general well i've worked in racing most of my life mostly overseas in australia and new zealand but i've been back was gm at warwick um for five years and then got drafted across into the Cheltenham team and i think the second i knew or second it dawned on me that the gold cup centenary was just around the corner i popped into ian's office and said look i've got a bundle of ideas um in regards to that and he just said that's fine you you just crack on <laughs> essentially so it's interesting i know that it is my dream job and it, i feel massively privileged and honored to be doing it um but there's i'd say it's, there's only a handful of us that have got that kind of level of passion that that can 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 make it make it happen really or the you know so i'm very fortunate in that sense it must all come back from living next door to Richard Pittman, as we said off air. I, yeah, absolutely. So when I mentioned before, I, I grew up in the, well, I spent my life between Lambourne and Ashbury, which is a village just outside Lambourne, in a major racing centre. Um, my dad had a pub there called the Rose and Crown, which was massively popular, and it was frequented by all sorts of racing um, people in, 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 in its heyday, you know, likes of Jenny Pittman and what have you. And uh, you know, Charlie Nelson was a name that a lot of old racing people remember. Um, but we living next to the pub was was Richard Pittman. Um, so Richard was, yeah, look, clearly it was it was fantastic to be living in, in amongst all those racing legends. And I think Richard used to, to, to babysit me on the odd occasion when the pub was busy. Um, and, that, you know, likes of Stan Meller was another person that grew up, was, was in the village. Stan and Elaine were well, Elaine's still a very good friend. Um, and, yeah, so I mean, it was, yeah, it was just a brilliant place to be and if you absolutely properly immersed in the sport in a kind of different way to you know being brought up around horses I was just around the stars as they were having a great time normally celebrating their wins or commiserating their losses in my dad's pub <laughs> always stories to be heard and and, and to, to to get you know get inspired by and this is the original cup I, I read it was in a bank vault until 2018 2018 yeah do you know something that's that is an incredible story and as we tour with the cup um everyone everybody's intrigued by that they have this vision of like a you know cash in the attic kind of thing and um this the basically it's a simple story really that you know the, the original cup was won by a horse called red splash in 1924 it was um owned by Colonel Humphrey Windham and I you know, I don't know how many hands the, the cup went through before someone called the race course in 2018 and said, look, we've, we've got the original cup. Um, would you guys be interested in taking it back? It came back to us in a, um, it, look, from what I've been told, in a, in a rather battered state, um, the, the Incomans, the jewellers, you know, renovated it back to, to its original plans. And it was, originally it was uh, 
designed in Cheltenham, but was it was um, forged, if that's the right word, in in Birmingham by a company called Blankensee in the jewellery quarter there. So this is the original cut that goes on tour with us from from to, no, from twenty uh, from nineteen twenty four. Um, so as racing fans will know, the Gold Cups had lots of different shapes and sizes over the years. There was the famous Rose Bowl that was a the cup that was used by the, the Tote. Different sponsors have created created different trophies as well. In fact, to tell you what, Steve, we've got all five of Golden Millers as one on dis- trophies on display um, over the four four days of the festival, um, and all four of them are different. So, sorry, sorry, five of them, five of five on display, and all five are different. Um, and it's we've just decided with this trophy, it's so special. It's got such heritage that we'll retain it as the as a perpetual trophy. But and now the winning owners um, will get a copy of this uh, since in fact since it came back, we had a copy to take away with them. So I think the the only native Native River team were the first to get the the kind of uh, this version of the cup. So is it very heavy the 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 original cup? Well, not really. I think it's it the base is quite heavy. Um, and it is detachable from the base, thankfully, because we, you know, we took it on a tour over the summer up to the to the highest peaks. Um, well, three of the highest peaks in the British Isles, and up to the top of Arkle. So we went up Karen Toonhill, Snow, uh, uh, Snowden, Scuffle Pike, and up to the top of Arkle. It was a fundraiser for racing welfare. I was very grateful that we, you know, there was we could detach it, and I could make some young buck carry the the, the base, and I could take the trophy up and take all the glory. But it was quite funny. We one of our colleagues, well, it's a friend of mine, Jane Headley, who's based at Leopardstown Racecourse, made this the suggestion we take the uh, the Irish Gold Cup with us too. Anyway, I looked at that and I said, nah, <laughs> there's no way that's coming with us. And we had them alongside each other um, at, at Paddy Power um, on Thursday for this um, preview event for the Dublin Racing Festival. It really was like a husband and wife, you know, they, they looked at Paddy Power, Irish Gold Cup. Big trophy, lovely heritage. It's got some fantastic, you know, racehorses have won that over the years. But it looked like it was a, it was a, the, the husband had had a bit too much Guinness sitting alongside our very dainty and attractive uh, Cheltenham Gold Cup. You mentioned there that the four peaks in was it four days, six days? Yeah, I did four four peaks in four days. Um, so I look, you know, I'm always up for these kind of mad mad challenges. Over the years, I ran around every race course in Ireland with Lance O'Sullivan, a group of other a group of uh, racing people. It was fifty six race courses in four days, and we did all the Irish race courses a couple of years ago for racing welfare for charity. And then we always come up with the next one and thought, well, look, we'll take the Gold Cup um, up these up these hills, and we'll take some Gold Cup um, heroes with us. So Barry Geraghty came up in it with us in Ireland. We had. Um, uh, Graham McCourt in Wales. Richard Johnson joined us um, up Scaffold Pike, but we struggled to find uh, anyone available to to come up with a, to come up a come up Arkle with us. Um, and interestingly, in the search for someone who is suitable, you know, we inadvertently discovered there's been no Scottish jockey, trainer, or owner who's won the Gold Cup. Um, a, a point that wasn't lost um, uh, on on Linda Ru- <laughs> Linda Russell recently when we, when we took the cup up to visit. <laughs> Took the cup up to visit uh, Korak Rambler and a hoist in your. Um, but yeah, so we ended up going up bizarrely. We, we took a grand national winning jockey up the top of Arkle with us. Marcus Armitage happened to be up there on a fishing holiday. And he said he'd come up with us. So 
it was a bit it was a bit bizarre end but i think he enjoyed the walk and um it was the only time he's ever got it, he's never got close to the gold cup trophy so he had a chance to hold it up there then when you went up arkel i read you were you were close to falling haven as well you are yes i mean interestingly arkel it, it's a it's a beautiful hill and, and it sits on the land that belongs to the, the westminster estate of course that you know Duchess of westminster owned arkel but she, of course, owned um, Foynhaven as well. So you kind of you stand on, the, on this huge precipice, staring at it. It's a solid straight drop, looking across the really imposing Foynhaven, um, standing right next door to you, just behind you. And it's a typical Chris Pitt fact. Um, was Ben Stack and I'm, oh god, what race was it? Ben Stack. He, what, there was a race called Ben Stack. who was lost on me. I'd never. It's again a lovely hill, but it. I'd have to double check, but it certainly won a great, you know, Charlton Grade One at some stage. It might—I can't remember whether it was the the old. It might have been the Queen Mother Champion Chase. It won. It's always called Ben Stack that won a big race anyway at the Champ. So all these three mountains right next door to each other uh, have all given names to Grade One winning racehorses or Group One winning racehorses. You were raising money also for racing welfare. Yeah, that that was for racing welfare. That challenge, that particular challenge. Yeah, I mean it's. It was the first kind of uh, for the first kind of uh, orchestrated publicity we did for the for the for the year, and I think it was a great way to start the the, the centenary celebrations because clearly it was across the whole country, um, and it garnered quite a lot of local media, um, and also raised some funds. And it, it was well on a personal level, it was also a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, it's a nice challenge to achieve, and, it, and we were I was in good company. The whole way, you know, with some colleagues from the jockey club, um, some members from, you know, supporters, supporters of racing welfare came and joined us, and plenty of others along the way too. So it was a, a really, really good trip. So the easy bit over. You then went to uh, schools, care homes, uh, oh, race courses. Well, I tell you what we did, or what we 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 got. We hunt. We decided that. In our madness, this is one of the original ideas we had that we would do a hundred-day countdown to the to the to the running of the Gold Cup. Now, the initial plan was there'd be some form of called Gold Cup activation on each of those days, and we virtually achieved that. In fairness, that everyone's assumed that it's a hundred-day tour, but it isn't. It isn't quite a hundred-day tour. It's a hundred days of Gold Cup activity, which has incorporated a fair amount of touring. So, we we were determined to get to kind of again all to all corners of the country to give you know you can't get everywhere but so you know we're down in devon at biddeford and at exeter for example and it's just there's a community event down there where they're celebrating the gold cup and then we'll be up at the ida chase in newcastle we did a trip to albert barla to airdrie um you know to to their to 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 go and see their staff and then we'll be down in london to close brothers another festival partner and what have you so we've caught we've covered all all, all corners but in between that there's race there's race courses so we've been present on a lot of race courses to give the racing fan an opportunity to come and have a photograph um and we're talking i'd i'd, I'd imagine you know when we're talking now with there's still 35 days to go, I think, to the Gold Cup. But it was that we would have been close to 20,000 people would have had their photograph taken with the Gold Cup, um, which is great, really, because they all jump on social media and they on their social media and say, "This is what I was up to today. Here's a picture of me with the Gold Cup," which is great publicity. Um, but not just race, racing. We've been into care homes. There's schools. There's um, a major events. The London, London International Horse Show. It's uh, uh, 
Gallagher rugby preview events, the Gallagher International rugby preview events, there's Holland and Cooper events, there's been to Weatherbees, it's been to Dublin Racing Festival. Um, going, just about to head up to Hexham with it, um, where we're going to spend some time with the BBC and the oldest living jockey to have won a Gold Cup, um, a guy called Stan Hayhurst, who rode the mare Kirsten. Um, still going strong, um, over 90 years old. So it's it, it it's just getting, it really is just a matter of getting it out and about. And I'm even going to France, actually, just due to go to France so we can, because the French have had quite a strong connection. And they've probably had a stronger connection with the Gold Cup than the Scots, to be fair. But if so, we, we'll go and we'll go and see the likes of um, you know Manuel Cleo, who's who, who's bred you know Gold Cup winners, and um, you know put it put the Gold Cup in front of French racegoers. And we're heading to Poe actually, um, because it's one of the Crystal Cup events. So this it's a whole heap of bits and pieces. Cotswold Pub Tours that's about to take on as well. So we're trying to do fifteen pubs in one day. So the bar staff can all have a photograph, or the kitchen staff can all have a photograph with the Gold Cup. Um, it's in and out of lots of the hotels in, in town in Cheltenham. Yeah, as you can see, Stephen, it's a busy old time. Photographs with the mayor and all the councillors as well. So yeah, lots and lots and lots and lots of things. And it's just we we determined to absolutely get the best and most we can out of this uh, of the the last the, of the run up to the this you know the the hundredth running of the Gold Cup. It's a it's a brilliant opportunity, a once in a lifetime opportunity to do this. Well, you've certainly been about. What's the the reaction been from the general public? It it never it never ceases to surprise me. I'm, I'm fortunate as myself and a really good hardworking colleague, Lucy, who got dragged into the Gold Cup tour alongside me. So she she's I've got to offer her some credit because she's she's covered probably more or as many miles as I have. But when you come across a racing fan, their first, their first, and this is really, pro, you know, really obvious in in Leopardstown or when we're at Ch- Chepstow for the Welsh National, it's the first, it's a sense of disbelief, um, and then it's a sign you know, that they can't. Is that the real Gold Cup? I mean, I say, yeah, that's the real Gold Cup. Nah, it isn't. Yes, it is. I said, you tell them the story of nine karat gold plating, eighteen karat gold. Yes, this is the one that Rachel Blackmore, you know, kissed. It's that, uh, you know, it's they absolutely love it. Um, and I, if I have got one regret, I, I mean, we've got lots of photographs of the tour. Of course, we have, and lots of photographs of people with the Gold Cup. But I wish we had a way of recording people's favourite Gold Cup memory because you just hear them all the time, and some of them are absolutely fascinating. You know, it's normally linked to a big win, <laughs> or it's or it's norm, normally linked to you know, I know someone who owned this, and we were there on that day. But every you know. It, or in fact, my favourite one was an, an Irish guy who lost his green beret, and they asked whether he was he, he was he was having a moan about our lost property. <laughs> Cheltenham saying someone told him it was in our lost property, and he went to look, and it wasn't there. And I said, well, look, if you do throw your hat in the air, you know, <laughs> and you lose it in the crowd, don't expect to find it. You know, there's seventy odd thousand people on course, so good luck. Um, but yeah, I think it, it going back to your original question. Yeah, for most people, it's it's a real treat and a real honour. Um, to be alongside the Gold Cup. And there's, there's, as I said, there's been so many photographs taken with it. And for those that aren't familiar with it, it's it's also interesting as well because you get that, oh, I've never been to the races and I've only ever heard of the Grand National. And it's an opportunity then to, to tell them a little bit about the race. And even though they might not convert them into fans, you're converting them into people that have an affinity with the Gold Cup. So come March, 
they might hear it on the news or they might read it, see it in a newspaper or see a story online. They go, do you know what? I have my photograph taken with that. And I think that's that's what it's about. You never know. A few of them might to decide to go along and watch it or they might decide to watch it on ITV or or have a, at least have a bet or something. Um, and, oh, you know, if you always get – and it's just my style, but if you get someone who doesn't know anything, I'm always turning around to give them a tip. So this year, I tell myself, oh, look, you know, just make sure you back gallop into Champ, for example. You know, he won it last year, he'll win it again. Same horse, you won't forget, he won it last year, he'll win it again this year. Whether he does or doesn't, we don't know. But it means that they might come March, have a look and at least watch the race. And that's what it's about. So a fabulous advert for Cheltenham Racecourse and, and for racing. For racing, I think that's the whole thing, you know. Like, absolutely, it's important for Cheltenham Racecourse and it's um, and, and for the for the, the festival. But it's for me, it's more than that. It's, it's a celebration of it's, – it's an opportunity to promote horse racing full stop. Um, and I always have that belief that if you come across – it works with me. If, if, I come, if I meet anybody who's massively enthusiastic and, and genuinely authentic and in love for something – it doesn't matter what it is, you know. If you were, if you enjoyed cooking Thai food, Stephen, and you you were going on about all the different ingredients, and you were showing so much enthusiasm for it, there's no question I'd be intrigued. Um, and I think that's the kind of that level of enthusiasm is, you know, what we what we need. A lot of people hear negative things about horse racing, and but there's I can tell you there are millions of people out there that absolutely love it or are prepared to love it. Um, and it's, it's this this year for me is an opportunity. I feel massively privileged to be out there promoting the sport and then promoting a race that I have, you know, a massive affection for. Well, we're recording here on the 7th of February. I'll check the, the calendar there. Yeah. Um, you're, you're going to be sad to, to see the cup go, aren't you? Uh, well, uh, I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't know if I will. It's, it, it, it's going to be, I'll tell you one thing for sure, and I keep telling myself this, right, it's, it's a unique year, a unique year in my in my career in racing, and I've worked I say I've been around it my whole life and worked in racing and I've had some incredible being involved with some incredible events. But I think I've just got to accept this is going to be hard to match. Um, and I'm glad I realised that early enough in the year to think, you know, make sure you enjoy absolutely every moment and give it absolutely everything you've got. You know, and Ian Renton called me into his office uh, only a couple of days ago and said, oh, you're looking a bit tired and are you OK? I know you haven't got a day off till Gold Cup Day and is that... I said, look, I'm old enough and wise enough and enthusiastic enough and I know how to get the adrenaline up to keep me going through the finish line, you know, um, native river style, you know. So he's, it was, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine, but I do know that it's a, uh, come the Saturday following the festival, um, I think I'll collapse in a heap, to be honest. <laughs> and then on the Monday, I get my fishing rod out. <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, you you are also leading the Gold Cup One Hundred Community Fund. What does what does does that involve? Yes, that's a good. That's, it, I, I was determined actually to um, make sure that the, the celebration of the Gold Cup leaves a legacy um, and I, a legacy behind it. That's you know, so not just I'm not just talking about a great book or whatever, you, but you know, and a, and a, and, a, and, a, and a great celebration, a great party. But I think what I wanted to do is leave a legacy in the local community. So, you, you know, there's roughly a quarter of a million people potter along to the festival. Um, clearly, it has a great economic impact on the area. But it's I don't want to use the word necessary. It, it probably has inconvenience is, 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 is the reality for an awful lot of people who live and work around the race course. So it's my goal really was just to to make sure that we can give something back to the local community through the celebration of a race that the people in the community should be massively proud of. They should be hugely proud to have the Gold Cup, the greatest steeplechase on earth, race on their doorstep, probably one of the greatest race courses on their doorstep. And this is just to build a link and bridge between the, between the race course and the local community. So we've it's not a charity, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a community fund. So all the all the fundraising this year, there's lots of different things that we're doing. Um, in the same way we did for Wellchild a couple of you know, over the last three years, all the fundraising activity will be geared towards securing a, a pot of money that can be distributed back to the local community in conjunction with the local Rotary Club and through the provision of small grants for good causes. So we've already accumulated, you know, no significant amount of money. We've, I think we've paid out six grants to date, you know, to the tune of two and a half thousand. And they are for small small projects um at schools or for you know hospitals or, or you know or ch- local charities charities that are operating within the vicinity of the race course so and it's been massively well received um you know obviously by the by the by the charities themselves but also by the people living in and around the race course have noticed that we that we're running this fund um and i think it's it's great to give it to a, to a big charity like you know a, a big charity but it's so so rewarding to see this go, the money that we're raising going back into real, real stuff that's really close to the race course, um, and so we can really visualise. We know it's going to make a big difference to, to, to a lot of people's lives. So good to see racing then giving giving things back to to local community, not just connected with racing as well. Oh, hundred percent. You know, it's we Chun race course is, is it, you know, you know, and I know it's an international pilgrimage for for racing fans. But we we are we are a big business and we're a big you know a, a, a big set of buildings a big infrastructure sitting you know on the on the outskirts of a, of a of a town where lots of people live and we should be properly integrated into the, into the, into the community in lots of different ways and I think this is just and it hasn't it hasn't necessarily always been the objective of the race course I think the race course has always played a major role but this is just a different you know it's a unique way of doing it. Um, and it's nice to partner with the Rotary Club as well. We've got their fingers in everything charitable around the race course. So they've been a great, great assistance in us pulling this together. 
and it's it might look i know it's it's just for this one year but it wouldn't surprise me if we consider doing something similar going forward perhaps around the whole of the jockey club not just here at not just here at Charlton. so it's a it's, it, it's almost like a test case for what can be achieved at other at other jockey club race courses and to date it's been really really well received it takes them we've had partners um donating money virgin bet gave us a, a, a significant sum towards it there's Lots of others that have just said, oh, look, we'll donate. Uh, Holland Cooper did their preview event. They said no part proceeds from that went to the Gold Cup Community Fund. So I think there's a lot. It, I think a lot of our partners have been really, really, and supporters and members have been really keen and eager to get in behind it. Um, some of the initiatives we've done ourselves, um, we've created uh, a fantastic set of, you know, commemorative playing cards. Um, and these, I think, we're nearly on two thousand packs of these sold, with the proceeds from those going to the to the charity. Then they've kind of got all the gold cup winners on. The other one is, a, and this is a really nice piece. We've approached a number of equestrian and local artists and said, "Would you donate a piece of work that kind of captures the essence of Gold Cup Day?" Um, and you know, we had to say, well, "Enough is enough," really, because I think we could have ended up with too many pieces of work, but. They will be auctioned off over the four days of the festival um, with all proceeds going to the community fund. We've, we're running a trial restaurant here on the Monday, um, which local businesses are attending. Um, one of our you know, prestige restaurants on course and you know, a lot of local businesses are attending that, paying a, a fee that will go directly to the community fund. There's just so many different bucket collections, community fund, there's so many different things going on. So we will end up raising a a decent pot of money that can be given back to good causes. Um, but it's the willingness of everyone to participate, which has been massively pleasing, to be, uh, to be fair. Because at Cheltenham Race Course, you have your own on-course artists as well. We do, yeah, Emily Johnson. So she, there's another mad idea of mine, but she's, she's absolutely brilliant. And um, in fairness, we sold a piece of her work last year um, for, for charity over the four days of the festival, and that kind of spawned the idea for the for the for the larger auction we're going to run this year i mean that raised her, her piece of work last year raised four and a half thousand pounds so um yeah she's 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 obviously uh, providing a, a a piece of work for the for the auction as well but she's yes yeah, and she's done she's a great asset actually because you like the christmas cards we produced she just said to me i'm happy to do something nice for the christmas for the child and christmas cards and she she you know painted this lovely snowy scene across the track um yeah, so I don't know how many other race courses have got an artist in residence, but it's a it's a really nice thing for race goers to come along and see her at work on a race day. Um, and she's she's a great personality, actually. Yes, Emily's been a previous guest on the paddock and the pavilion, and I think her auction painting is of Corto Star and Denman. I think it is, and she takes I take great pleasure in walking up to her and say, "I'm so pleased you've chosen to do Lascargo and Desert Orchid." You know. Yeah. <laughs> she, Normally ends in a slap, to be honest, Stephen. Probably much deserved. <laughs> and festival week on Monday marks the 11th. You you got some work um, lined up with racing to school. Yeah, that's another another community focused idea, really, to to build the you know, and it's another mad mad hat one of mine, which is not all that popular with a lot of my colleagues in the operations team. But as we as we change we changed what was previously known as Serene Monday into Festival Monday. Um, so we bring around 100, in partnership with Racing to School and Racing Together um, and 
actually, in fairness, in partnership with a number of other jockey club racecourses, so the likes of the team from Exeter, Welwick and Wincanton come up to help. Um, we welcome 150 school kids from five neighbouring school, neighbourhood neighbouring schools. They walk to the track. Um, they're greeted by um, either a, you know, like a Tom Scudamore or an Ollie, uh, you know, Ollie Bell or someone like that, and then we get dressed up in silks and uh, split into groups to rotate around six racing, educational, fun activities. Um, and then it's it's actually it, we did it, tried it last year for the first time. It was really successful, massive rewarding for everybody involved. Um, and hopefully, those 150 children that you know primary school age go away. Having 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 it had a great day out of the classroom, um, and they've you know met some of us the superstars of our sport, um, including horses. You know, I think we're hoping to have hoping a absolute title we here this year for them. And Smad Place is another channel my favourite, and a couple of ponies from the RDA. Um, so that's one of the activities involves live horses, and it's interesting. Willie Mullins always parades his horses at the end of the, you know, after. the kind of after lunch and the kids that's the kind of the crescendo really for the for the kids afternoon to watch willie's horses parade um and then they will head home um thoroughly tired but probably not as tired as those that are showing them around <laughs> you're going to be popular at the close on monday then oh look it's it's it's, it's my i think i warm the festival up the, i mean i everybody's got key areas of responsibility so in mine i have the preview night on sunday sits with me so then I have the Festival Monday event, you know, so and then, of course, the, we, we might, the Love Our Turf campaign is something which has been really, which is a, our community care campaign for the fest, for the four days of the festival, as in uh, toilets on the street and stewards on the street along the main arterial routes, kind of um, acting as wayfinders and way, wayfinders to the race course. But it's almost like come come the, come the roar on Tuesday, the Supreme, um, I, my, my festival almost feels like it's over. <laughs> <laughs> just, and it definitely isn't but it feels like it is so i say to it it's like i get a massive head start on the adrenaline stakes you know they have to wait until tuesday whereas i, I have to kick on um on sunday night from the preview onwards but I'm blessed with a brilliant team of people to to make it all happen so um and then it's yeah again i feel massively privileged and fortunate to, to have the job i've got and do what i do you've also got a parade of legends organized yeah, I was at Parade of Legends. Probably it, we, we're we're doing it's not so much a Parade of Legends on the Festival Monday. Now we are we are hoping to reenact a photograph that of the of from nineteen seventy four um, when we had they got together all the jockeys um, that had won won a gold cup, and we're having a Legends lunch um, after the Festival Monday activities. Um, I invited all the living jockeys, owners, and trainers to come along. Um, and, and by the looks of it, the vast majority of them are going to make it. So um, it will be a legends lunch rather than a legends parade. But I think we'll have to parade them out of the race course probably about four o'clock because it's free free drink for them. <laughs> so, um, but we'll get the photograph early. I think we'll get the photograph early. And what we'd like to is, that, in fairness, I think we'll try. We won't reenact the, the picture that was taken at the. I think it might have been the Ritz in 1974. Um, We'll probably mix all these jockeys in with the with the school kids and create a, and try and create a special moment. Really, this is the photo that was in uh, Chris Pitt's fabulous new book. It is the yeah, absolutely, is that photograph? Um, yeah, so it's. I think it's interesting. I think I can't remember where we sourced that picture, but it's it 
is we've gone out searching for Gold Cup memorabilia, especially we go back to some of the older the, the older people, uh, in, you know, the older generations. That we've had it come to us from a number of different people, actually, different sources. But it's a great photograph. It really is. Um, and it, I'm actually going to take a copy of it up to see, just to, 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 to Stan Hayhurst, who features in the picture this week. Stan being the oldest living uh, winning jockey of the of a gold cup, uh, 1958 Kirsten. Um, so Verdi Bewick was the trainer. Um so yeah, I don't know. I'd imagine Stan's got a copy, but he may not have. But he will. He will have by Friday. Now you've given us your tip for the winner in 2024. Well, I think you have. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what's your own favourite uh, memory of the Cheltenham Gold Cup? Well, I've not missed a Gold Cup since 1989 and I lived overseas for racing racing for 20 odd years um so that meant that my pilgrimage was back to the festival every year um but the reason I the, the way I, well, the only way I could afford to get over to Australia whereas where I was working was to back a winner and that winner was Master Oates um, and I had him in a double with Alderbrook um and it had a Conor is actually someone who works in a pub and turned one of my dad's pubs and said oh look you know Kim Bailey's got this really nice horse called Alderbrook and it was prior to it winning the Kingwell Hurdle at Wincanton so it a, a, it's a 10 pound double which is a big bet for me now even let alone then but I can't remember I don't know we got some tips for being a waiter or whatever so I put it on this double just just the dream bet you know £10 Alderbrook in the 33s into Maastricht, I think was 7-2 to two at the time. And that paid for my ticket to go off to Australia. So on a personal level, and I love telling Ken Bailey this, and I had great pleasure telling Norman Williamson this as well um, recently, that, you know, that, that result was a, a life changer for me. So it was without doubt my favourite uh, Gold Cup memory, without a doubt. So the, the two of them paid for your... Trip your to holiday, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so it, my holiday lasted twenty years. I didn't live; I wasn't allowed to live off for twenty years. But I went over to Australia and um, stayed there, working in the working in horse racing, and then it, well, five years in Australia, and then in the end, it was quite twenty years. It would have been sixteen years, I think, it was seventeen years. The rest of the time, the balance in New Zealand. So, I mean, I, I saw. I really, you know, clearly it's not, he's not regarded as one of the great gold, you know, gold cup winners. He was, I thought he certainly might be one of the great Welsh Grand National winners. Um, but, you know, I think if you talk about the best ones I've, I've witnessed, um, I, I, I still remember it like it was yesterday watching long run Denman and Corto Stark come over the fence together. That was, a, I just knew that was a special moment. And it's um, when you saw, when you saw that, I was as a young person, young lad. I was really excited to see the fellow finally win. Um, I don't know why I love that horse, um, but he's a bit of a forgotten hero, you know, because he got beaten a, a short head or something like a short head, very close, very small margins on two occasions before finally winning. So um, that was only the year, I think, when the year before Master Oates, if I remember right, it was 94. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there, but every Gold Cup's got, you know, is, is special. And the only other one that's really probably worth referencing that was properly of note, my first Gold Cup working as part of the Cheltenham team was the one that was run behind closed doors. 
So Manila Indo won it with you know Jack, with Jack Kennedy. Um, but my job for the festival um, that year was to manage Zone X. If you remember back to coronavirus times, Zone X was the area outside of the control of the race of the, of the sport of the sports venue where the public could gather to watch the sport. We had particular problems at Warwick. We waited behind closed doors, and you know people could just people just line the <laughs> did bother pay. They just line the car park watching the racing. So, but the festival was, there was a real fear that was going to happen, and you know at a significant at a real significant level. So my job was to to roam the perimeter fence to stop crowds gathering, um, which 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 was a unique job. I got mean, forty odd thousand steps in the day, but it did mean I could watch every race from wherever I wanted to, which I'll never be able to do again. So as a unique experience, the Minella Indo um, win in 2021, was it? Yeah, 2021. Yeah, that was, um, that was, that was pretty special as well. well. We've had so many Irish winners in the last few years. Uh... We have, yeah. We'll get, there's, look, it, I think my, my gut feeling, Stephen, is that they are having just come back from Ireland. I don't think the Irish contingent this year is as strong as it has been in previous years, um, and I think there'll be a fair few English winners. Whether we've got one good enough to win the to win the Gold Cup, I don't know. But there's a few decent horses. The dream result, the absolute dream result for the Gold Cup would be Cora Rambler. There you go for the racing man. If he if he turns up and runs, have a Scottish winner, first horse ever to win a Grand National, then go on to win a Gold Cup. That's that's for for someone who loves the sport and from a heritage value and loves those quirky stories. Um, in a hundred years' time, whoever's got my job will be referencing this, this, that, that achievement. So more than anything else in the race. So that's that's the dream result. First Scottish winner. The first Scottish winner, yeah, and the first to win a Grand National and then go on. I mean, there's been Golden Medal, as you know, is the only horse to have won a Grand National, a Gold Cup, and a Grand National in the same year. But that's for me is why I rate him in my, in my own little head greater than Arkle. Um, in fact, Arkle only beat eleven horses in the goal, in the Gold Cup, so it's three efforts. But and of course, Lescargo won Grand Gold Cup twice, and then in 1975 went on to win a Grand National. So Lescargo is an underestimated horse as well, in my opinion. But there's been no, yeah, the first one to win a Grand National, then come back and to, and to win a Gold Cup. And I tell you, if there's a horse that loves Cheltenham, it's Court Rambler. He's won two Ultimas. He may well go to the Ultima rather than the Gold Cup. I don't know at this stage, but I, I've, I've, I'd be chancing my arm in the Gold Cup if I owned him, which I don't. <laughs> and I'm not me to ever own anything near that good. I guess you've got a, a, a day off today um, taking the Cup anywhere um, but you're going to be busy again from tomorrow onwards yeah tomorrow and this is you know if we've got um i'm up to jcb tomorrow it's the bamford so which is because they're great sponsors of the triumph hurdle have been you know great racing people there um we've taken the gold cup up to visit their factory is probably the wrong their, their property just outside utoxeter um and the, the the staff there will get a chance to give a photograph with it um, and that's that's rather typical of a kind of partner's visit. You know, we do the same at Albert Bartlett, we do the same at Close Brothers. There's others that we Aston Martin, another festival sponsor, we'll be going doing something similar with them um, and others. But it's from there up to Hexham and then down the road, and then uh, we were Close Brothers. There's something, and then oh, it's Exeter, Biddeford. So it's a busy week. Yeah, busy. This is we're in the, We're in the heat of it right now. We're in the heat of it right now. Yeah. 
Well, thank you very much for joining me on the paddock and the pavilion and good luck for the rest of the tour commemorating a hundred years of the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Yeah, cheers, Tim. Thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, as I say, thank you for being a racing fan and doing your bit as well, because it's with these people like us to keep this ball cracking along. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.